श्री Hence, 
as a farewell let me once take a look at them he feels i should see them so he tells krishna that he wants to see the dharta rashtras the word used in the shloka is dharta rashtras meaning the sons of dhritarashtra as we all know he had 100 sons so sanjaya is explaining all this to dhritarashtra and he is addressing arjuna here as mahipate interestingly arjuna is also addressed here as kapidvajah kapidvajah means the one with the monkey emblem on the flag what does that indicate the monkey emblem on the flag it indicates the presence of the mighty hanuman on arjuna's chariot now there is a small side story once it so happened that arjuna was boasting about his archery skills to lord krishna and as part of that he just mentioned to krishna you know i just don't understand during rama's time why did he have to make use of all those monkeys to build a bridge to go to lanka you know all these people the, the monkeys they had to carry heavy stones and then it was floating and they made such a big fuss about this bridge if i was there i would have made a bridge of arrows and i would have made it instantaneously so lord krishna smiled and he said okay go ahead show me how would you have built that bridge so very skillfully arjuna showered thousands of arrows and made a huge bridge so krishna says okay great the bridge looks good now it's uat time let's let's make sure the users are going to accept it so he calls upon the great hanuman to do the uat user acceptance testing whether the bridge is good enough for use as soon as hanuman started walking on the bridge it started wobbling it started crumbling under his feet and the feet was unfit uh, the, the bridge was unfit for use arjuna realized this mistake his bridge of arrows could never have upheld the weight of lord rama's huge army so he immediately recognizes his mistake he asks for forgiveness subsequently hanuman gave arjuna lessons on how to be humble and how never to be proud of your own skills at that time he also granted a boon to arjuna that whenever there is a great war he would seat himself on arjuna's chariot to protect him therefore arjuna's chariot contains or carries the great hanuman's photo on the flag so that's a side uh, story to explain why Arj- why hanuman happened to be sitting on arjuna's chariot and in the process he became one of the few exclusive members who could listening to the bhagavad gita live as krishna narrated it to arjuna the only other person than arjuna and hanuman was sanjaya he was the only other person who could hear the bhagavad gita live first first hand account right so look at the situation arjuna is very powerful by himself he is indra's son the best warrior of his time who had even gone and fought for the devas to support his father his chariot is being driven by lord krishna himself and the great mighty hanuman is on his flag protecting him what more can one ask for five star rating top seeded ranking invincible nobody can even think of defeating him but his own mind this mind is terrible it can play games and it can neutralize the best of the advantages and create doubt in the mind and turn the situation upside down and hence the importance 
of being alert at all times having a very clean intellect to be able to understand and not let the mind run amok let's do shloka 21 and 22 and 23 at one go arjuna vacha senayor rubayor madhye gatam stapayame chuta ಯಾವೇತಾಮಸ್ಥಿತಾಸಮಾಗತಾಶವ eager to fight and those who want to fulfill the desire of the evil minded duryodhana he wants to see who are those kings who have chosen to support adharma by supporting duryodhana in this war so arjuna as we all know skilled warrior you know is devoted to supreme lord krishna hanuman is with him you know he was he was sitting on the passenger seat and he was giving instructions instructions to lord krishna his charioteer and here he addresses the lord as achyuda achyuda is the most dependable one and he instructs krishna to take the chariot to the middle of the two armies so that he can get a clear view of who all are assembled to fight him or fight the pandavas and look at the beauty of the relationship with god and that is the beauty of the bond that god shares with his devotees he becomes a slave of the devotee and he listens and fulfills the instructions of his devotee so krishna listens to arjuna's order and places the chariot in the middle of the two armies to allow arjuna to have a good view of duryodhana's camp and their lineup so he is fulfilling arjuna's request and he is driving the chariot right in the middle of pandavas and the kauravas so that arjuna can get a good view of who all have assembled on the, the on the on the side of kauravas supporting duryodhana these are simple shlokas where he is only there is only a simple conversation happening so we'll move on shloka number 24 and 25 now sanjay vacha eva muk ೀಕ್ಷಿತೇತಿ Arjuna was super confident he was fearless he was waiting for this moment because he has been suppressing all his anger 
they wanted to take revenge for all the adharma that the kauravas have done against them they have snatched their kingdom and here he has the supreme lord as his charioteer his outlook was very simple he the, the pandavas knew that legitimately they were entitled to half the kingdom of hastinapura but duryodhana and all his brothers the wicked sons of dhritarashtra they did not agree to share and hence they had no choice but to fight and arjuna was ready for this battle eager to get back what was rightfully theirs and punish them for all the cheatings and all the wicked doings all the wrong doings that the kauravas had done because of their cheating in the game of dice uh, i mean the, the draupadi was insulted they had to spend 13 years in exile i mean the list is endless right so his request for the chariot to be placed in the middle of battlefield was to take a closer look at the kaurava army arjuna wanted to get a first hand view of all those people who are siding with injustice he wanted to punish them equally as they had chosen willfully to support the wrong side he was telling himself he was making a mental mind that none of them should be spared as the chariot was being driven to the center of the battlefield he was ready for violence and he knew that he had to kill a lot of people to install dharma back in its place as a kshatriya it was his dharma to do so as all efforts to negotiate a peaceful solution had failed everything under the book was tried but it was failed so there was no choice but to have this war and as a result arjuna was all set he was ready to have this battle so he has no regret at all and he is ready for this battle to teach the evil mind of duryodhana and all his supporters a very very strong lesson so sri krishna pointed out uh, all the warriors who were on the other side like bhishma drona the other kings on the kaurava side and he place a small mischief here krishna and he is using the word kuru to address them he tells arjuna look at them they are all kurus it was to remind arjuna that at both kauravas and the pandavas they are all descendants of the great king guru kuru and as a result even the pandavas were called as kurus so he is telling therefore the he is, he is kind of reminding arjuna that there is nothing to differentiate on the two sides both sides belong to the same ancestor right therefore arjuna the enemy he was so eager to kill was actually his own family and relatives and here krishna knowingly is sowing the seed of delusion in arjuna's mind only to eliminate it later through the bhagavad gita he was preparing the ground to preach the bhagavad gita which would benefit not only arjuna but all the future generations especially people like us in this kali yuga and there also even though there are many kings krishna positioned the chariot in he could have positioned it anywhere in the middle between the pandavas and the kauravas but he very smartly it was a very very long row of people but krishna knowingly purposely understanding arjuna's weakness he positioned the chariot right in front of bhishma and drona they two were arjuna's favorite people 
whom he loved and respected the most. Unfortunate that they were on the enemy side. Krishna did this just to test Arjuna. If Krishna had placed the chariot in front of Karna or Duryodhana, Arjuna's blood would have boiled further and Mahabharata battle would have happened instantly. But Gita would never have happened. So Krishna wanted to convert Arjuna spiritually as well. Therefore, very innocently, he placed the chariot in front of Bhishma and Drona, towards whom Arjuna had a very intense attachment. Let's do Shloka 26 and 27. Tatra Pashyatitan Pataha Vitranata Pitamahan Acharyan Matulan Bratran Putran Pautran Sakistata Shashuran Sahudras Chaiva Senayorubayorapi Tansa Mikshasakaunteya Sarvan Banduna Vastitan Kripaya Paraya Vishtaha Vishidanida Matravit so in Shloka 26, 26 it says that Arjuna could see stationed in both armies his grandfathers, teachers, maternal uncles, brothers, cousins, sons and nephews and grandnephews, friends, fathers-in-law, all well-wishers. That's what he's seeing when, when Krishna stops the chariot in front of Drona and Bhishma. In Shloka 27, it says, seeing all his relatives present there, Arjuna, here Arjuna is being referred to as Kaunteya, the son of Kunti, just to show that he has become soft. Arjuna is overwhelmed with compassion and with deep sorrow. He gets a thought, oh my God, am I going to fight with all these people? And Sri Krishna's words, Kuru had the desired effect on Arjuna. Looking at the armies on the other side, his heart sank. They were all Kurus, his relatives. The brave warrior who was preparing for this war, who was desperate to punish the Kauravas for all their wickedness a few minutes back, suddenly became very soft. He became fearful. He could recognize the devastation this war would cause. His valor, his bravery started to diminish. And therefore, Sanjaya is calling him as Kaunteya here, denoting that Arjuna had become soft-hearted. However, Arjuna is now very confused and his mind is filled with questions. So as soon as Krishna played this trick and Arjuna saw who were on the opposite side with whom he was so desperate to fight and teach a lesson, but seeing his grandfathers and uncles and teachers and friends and well-wishers, he has a sudden change of heart. So, he is wondering, what, what am I supposed to do? Is this really worth it? Let's look at Shloka number 28 to 31 next. Arjuna Vacha Drishta Vemam Sojanam Krishna Yuyutsam Samupastitam Siddhanti mamagatrani mukam chapari shushyati vepasuscha sharire me no maharshascha jayate gandivam samsrate hastat 
ಪರಿದೃಶ್ಯತೆ ನಕ್ನೋಮ್ಯವಸ್ಥಾ ಪಾಲಸ but none other than his own relatives friends and family he was filled with remorse and fearful of performing his duty now what was his duty to fight the war because of these sentiments was because he was attached towards his bodily relations he became forgetful of his spiritual existence he forgot that he is not just the body right his affection for his bodily relatives suddenly blinded his consciousness he forgot who he was he forgot what his duty was supposed to be and he is having a solid meltdown right in the middle of the battlefield just immediately after the war has been announced so we have to imagine arjuna situation right as soon as krishna stopped the chariot in front of bhishma and drona arjuna is imagining Vishma and Drona's face and his mind rushes back to his entire lifetime right from childhood how he has played with them how they have played with him he has played in their laps they have seen him grow they have told him stories they have caressed him they have kissed him so intimate is their relationship they have taught him everything whatever he knows beat uh, with all the theory the sciences the the nitis and the shastras and the archery military warfare everything is learned from these people and until now whenever they met they must have been placing their hands on his head to bless him and now for the first time they are meeting not for exchanging pleasantries but for exchanging arrows and arjuna must be visualizing the consequences also right because he knows krishna on his side is he knows that if the war happens we will win that is his level of confidence thanks to krishna and then he imagines a future after the war in which there is no bhishma drona is dead and he goes home and the home is empty and he imagines a life without them and suddenly he has a breakdown they have not actually been lost they have not they are not dead they are only lost in imagination the very imaginary loss itself makes a big impact on arjuna's mind and that's why i made a mention about how cruel the mind plays games arjuna is now turned into a very very simple mediocre samsari and what is a samsari one who is affected by raga shoka and moha what is raga attachment what is shoka the sorrow which comes as a result of being attached to something and what it results in conflict confusion so of these three basic problems two have already come to arjuna the attachment has come overflowing on seeing his relatives on the other side and that the thought of having to fight them defeat them kill them is generating a lot of sorrow so two of the basic problems have already made their presence felt 
he tells krishna oh krishna having seen this relatives who are here to fight my limbs are dropping i am i have become numb my mouth is dried up i am shivering i am having horripilations in my body my gandiva is slipping from my hand gandiva is the famous bow of arjuna he is not able to lift it it is slipping from his hand visualize the scenario the mighty warrior arjuna is not able to hold his gandiva steadily he is saying my skin is burning as if he is running 110 temperature i am not even able to stand he is shivering his mind is also reeling and he tells krishna i am seeing very very bad omens i see very bad signs i don't think this is the right thing something is very drastically wrong so he is telling this to krishna so in the previous three verses shloka 26 to 28 vyasacharya showed what happens because of attachment which is the first symptom of a samsari then from this verse 31 onwards vyasacharya is showing the second symptom of samsari which is the sorrow or grief which follows from attachment so from raga we are going to shoka and that afterwards we will also look at the third symptom moha and this is not just arjuna's problem by the way this is a universal problem only the object of attachment varies the problem of attachment and the resulting sorrow and the resulting confusion is universal it applies equally to all of us and here vyasacharya wants to show that since the attachment was very intense between arjuna and drona bhishma the grief at the thought of losing them is also very very intense and when the mind is so intensely affected the suffering will automatically overflow into the physical body also that's why his body is burning his limbs have become weak he is not able to stand uh, he is having horripilations uh, and so on right for arjuna the thought of killing his own relatives troubled him to such an extent that his body started to tremble he was unable to lift his gandiva amazing unbelievable unthinkable right just the mere sound of gandiva used to petrify the most powerful of enemies and here he is unable to hold it steadily arjuna has become so disillusioned that he is now also started talking about superstitions he saying i don't see good signs it's not a good omen i don't think this is the right time you know he is using some very weak excuses he felt that it would be a sin to engage in such a battle look at the change of situation here he was willing to fight and defeat the kauravas to reinstall dharma for and treat and giving or teaching them a lesson for all the wickedness and the uh, wrong things that they have perpetrated and suddenly now he is saying i think it is a sin to fight this war that is what the mind can do that is the problem with the mind right now until now arjuna said that everyone on the opposite camp were dhartarashtras they were all durbuddhi people they were all people with wrong mind who who chose to support duryodhana and instantly he has a change of heart and probably he said all this biting his teeth with anger and bursting to fight them not wanting to wait a single second these people are terrible ones they joined duryodhana who is a dharmic person and all these people whom he thought to be adharmic requiring punishment which means that he had that clear mind and that clear intellect 
to identify dharma adharma it's called dharma adharma viveka buddhi it was fully functioning few minutes back but now arjuna slipped from that buddhi level to mind level intellect is now suddenly given up rational to emotional level therefore instead of calling them adharmic people he is calling them as my own people look at the change of heart suddenly no change nothing has changed in the surrounding only his mind that means what our people so if our people do adharma is it okay but arjuna is no mood to listen or understand he suddenly sees his enemies as our own people so arjuna is somehow without speaking propagating a theory that if someone else does punishment is called for but if our own people do something we should not give them punishment this is wrong judgment and arjuna is now beginning to get confused but unfortunately he thinks that it is only now that he is beginning to think clearly and he was wrong earlier and that is the power of confusion the raga shoka moha that is what it can do it can completely delude you to think what is wrong as right and what is right as completely wrong that's exactly what is happening with arjuna here what he thought was uh, right he suddenly think is wrong and is feeling that thankfully he got the satbuddhi now and he is thinking clearly so let's look at shloka 32 and 33 ನಾಕ್ಷೇಷಾ So he says, O Krishna, na kangshite vijayam, I do not desire the victory. Na cha rajyam, I don't want any kingdom. Na sukhani cha, I don't want any happiness that will come by winning over this kingdom. Kim no rajyena govinda, what will be the kingdom and the pleasures? What avail will it be? What will I do with it? Or even this life itself, when the very... persons for whom we covet them are standing before us for battle so he is telling krishna he is telling krishna what is the point of having this victory and what is the point of winning back the kingdom and all the comfort and the pleasure that i will get without these people for whom we are fighting and suddenly look at the level of confusion he is talking as if he is fighting this battle for drona and bhishma he was going to fight this battle to defeat them right but he suddenly completely confused he saying what is the point of fighting and killing these people for whom we are here now look at it taking away somebody's life is considered immoral it is wrong and killing a relative is considered even more sinful so completely understandable arjuna was in a dilemma what would he gain with victory achieved by such a heinous crime killing his own people getting victory what will he do with it it will not give him any joy as he would have lost all the people who are dear to him who mattered to him 
that's why detachment is considered to be a very very commendable virtue even though arjuna's thoughts were moral and virtuous they were not spiritual sentiments he is forgetting the fact that these are adharmic people they have committed sins they have installed adharma so what arjuna's reaction is budding out of compassion and attachment towards his relatives spiritual sentiments always give rise to peace harmony and happiness to a soul however arjuna was not in that situation he was disillusioned he was confused he was losing control over his body physically mentally and emotionally right now we should remember previously when he was about to start the battle the purpose was very clear in arjuna's mind in all the pandavas mind for that matter in everybody's mind that this is a fight between dharma and adharma and the purpose of this war is dharma samsthapanam reinstall dharma very very meaningful expectation or goal to achieve however on seeing his relatives the dharma samsthapanarthaya goal is completely forgotten he forgets why he came to the battlefield he begins to look at life from the standpoint of a few people coming and going that is called short sighted short sightedness or losing focus our dharma shastra say that people are subject to being born and dying they are subject to arrival and departure whereas dharma is permanent dharma is shashvatam therefore if at all you should have attachment develop attachment towards dharma shashvata dharma never develop attachment to ashashvata janaha so you think people are not the ones with whom you should be attached to look at the situation arjuna is thoroughly confused he says even the kingdom is meaningless they have been wrongly deprived of their share of the kingdom and suddenly arjuna says this kingdom is meaningless purposeless all the pleasure and the material comforts we will get out of this victory and winning back the kingdom are worthless he says krishna you tell me what is the point of getting a kingdom what is the use of all these pleasures what do i do what is the purpose of living why should i live all my people will be dead whereas the dharma shastra clearly says that purpose of living for anybody is not for a few people around you the original purpose of living is the spiritual upliftment and the spiritual attainment and if you forget that you get into all these troubles that's exactly what is happening with arjuna arjuna goes through the symptoms he's showing the symptoms of a depression first he begins to feel that this very life is meaningless sab khatam ho gaya allah mein murin jaate what do i do these are all typical signs of mental problems or mental confusion of a samsari of a simple lesser mortal he begins to feel that the whole life is meaningless whom should i live for why should i live why should i eat and drink and dress why should i wear the ornaments you know why should i do anything at all arjuna has reached that situation the whole life will appear to be empty or meaningless however vedanta tells us that you are the only meaningful thing in creation and the meaning for life or meaning for your existence does not depend upon any external factor at all we remember we spoke about sph security peace and happiness they are all inside you so you are the only one who can give meaning to anything right so in fact 
we are the one who give meaning to everything else but because of ignorance because of addiction because of attachment after some time it appears that all the external things are making my life meaningful a musician thinks that without music his life is useless meaningless a sportsman thinks that if he doesn't continue to play his life would be meaningless a workaholic thinks that what will happen after retirement i will have no sense of identity no sense of purpose life will become useless and similarly each of us gets addicted to certain things or certain people and we begin to conclude that without them or without those things our life will be empty this is thought because of ignorance the purpose of mahabharata war was never about winning back the kingdom it was never about bhishma or drona the very purpose of mahabharata war and that to after exhausting all potential options of peacefully resolving the conflict and nothing succeeded the war was about fighting adharma and to destroy and defeat all those people who supported adharma they also have to be destroyed so if bhishma and drona for whatever compulsions have chosen to support duryodhana and are on the side of the kauravas they also have to be destroyed this vision was very very clear before it was not as if arjuna realized that drona and bhishma are going to be against him after coming to the battlefield and coming to the middle of the two armies he knew about it all the time at that time there was clarity of mind that the thought was very clear but having seen them the attachment overpowers him he has turned the table and says for bhishma's and drona's sake only we are fighting complete loss of purpose he feels it's useless to fight this war he has lost the sight of the original original goal like we say in corporate life also right they have lost the big picture it happens many times in corporates in workplace also a project is initiated we kick start on something with a particular goal in mind and then as the project goes along we get stuck in mundane stuff and miss the original agenda the bigger picture we forget what was the business case why we started this at the at the at the outset that is exactly what's happening with arjuna his emotions are getting the better of him and he is now thoroughly convinced that his confused mind has completely overpowered him and it is dictating terms and as a result he is convinced that we should not fight this war he says oh krishna even for the sake of the three words even if somebody gives me the three words i do not desire to kill these people and he goes one step further he says even if they decide to kill me i will not fight back why should i fight back for the sake of a kingdom so loss of goal clarity of mind is lost let's do quickly shloka 34 and 35 acharya pitara putraha tadeva ch pitamaha matula shashuras putpautraha shala sambandhinastata etan hantum ichami gnatopi madhusudana अंकल्स ग्रांडसन फादर्स इन लॉ ग्रांड ब्रदर्स इन लॉ 
all the other relatives are present here staking their lives and riches oh madhusudana i don't want to defeat them even if they attack me assume that they have no compassion for me they have no soft corner for me let them fight against me and even if i get the three worlds i don't want to fight them i will not attack them back he says even if we kill the sons of dhritarashtra what satisfaction will we get how will i go and enjoy the fruits of this victory so he says forget this kingdom even if i get the three worlds i don't want to fight it looks as though arjuna is showing compassion but it is very very difficult to differentiate between what is attachment and what is compassion very difficult it's a very very thin line the difference is very it's it's very simple it's it's only that in an attachment a person's vision of dharma and adharma gets colluded clouded he he becomes confused he he is not able to differentiate between what is dharma what is adharma like it happened in case of arjuna whereas in case of compassion the greatness of compassion is that however much compassion overcomes you however much it disturbs you it will never let you violate dharma that is the key difference between attachment and compassion so while at the external it may appear that arjuna is showing compassion towards his relatives but what he is doing is he is violating dharma as a kshatriya by not choosing to reinstall dharma and defeat the people who have turned adharmic right so he is forgetting his duty as a kshatriya and he is choosing to let go he is escaping he wants to run away from the battlefield he is not even talking about forgiving them he has forgotten about everything right such is the state of mind of arjuna imagine if a judge sitting in the court is moved by a rapist or a killer's plea for mercy and thinks about oh poor guy he has a wife and children small children and he shows false compassion towards that person would you accept that will that be acceptable will the world accept it if the capital punishment is required he has to do that that's his dharma that is his duty as a judge and when he does that he will not be complained about not showing compassion nobody is going to say that judge is so compassionless he didn't think of the rapist wife and children no he has done his duty there is no sin in that there is no problem in doing that by doing his duty he will have punya let's do shloka 36 and 37 as well nihatyadatrarashtranaha लॉयर Arjuna is presenting arguments to Krishna why he is right he is trying to convince Krishna so he is telling what pleasure we will get by killing all these people even though they are they may be aggressors we will get power we will have we will have to accumulate the sin and pay for our sins so 
it does not make any sense to kill our own cousins the sons of dhritarashtra and all our friends there will be no happiness which we will get by doing this so he is trying to convince krishna from this verse onwards arjuna is getting into the problem of moha the wrong judgment the misconception the adharma adharma viveka is lost he is in the aviveka mode now his sense of discrimination is gone this is the third symptom of a samsari up to the previous shloka uh, we talked about 28 to 35 talked about the problem of shokaha which is attachment and now from 36 to th- 37 it is talking about 36 to 47 we are talking about delusion so what is delusion as i said earlier seeing what is wrong as right whatever is dharma will appear as adharma like it's happening to arjuna he is saying fighting them and killing these people even though they are aggressors we will get sin it is like a judge pardoning a rapist or a killer thinking about mercy right it's it's something exactly like that he begins to see dharma as adharma and adharma as dharma now as a kshatriya objectively speaking arjuna's duty is to punish whoever is committing adharma like a judge has to punish here himsa or violence does not become a sin it is actually a duty it is actually dharma for them it will actually get them punya when they do this job they will get punya for this in mahabharata war they will only get punya if arjuna fights this war and krishna is going to explicitly say this in second chapter now imagine in in those days right as per the shastras killing somebody is considered a grave sin no doubt about it no shastra promotes or supports violence or killing anybody right so definitely violence is not uh, supported or recommended against any living being unless absolutely necessary under very extreme situations violence is not supported however as per vashishta smriti there are six circumstances in which it is okay to kill it is acceptable to kill or it is justified to kill in order to protect themselves from such people what are those six one is set fire to if somebody has set fire to your property somebody has tried to poison you if somebody has conspired to murder you if somebody has conspired to loot you of all your wealth if somebody tries to kidnap you or your family or bring insult or dishonor your woman or seize your kingdom in the manusriti it also additionally says that it is not considered a sin if you kill someone in self defense these are the six justified reasons to pick up violence and kill somebody and look at duryodhana and his gang they have poisoned they have tricked and tried to burn the pandavas in the house of lakh they poisoned bhima they kidnapped draupadi they they in they disrobed her in the in public in the middle of the court in front of everybody all these things they have done all the six sins forget anybody doing one sin out of six they have done all six and many more so they are not any ordinary sinners if you give a nobel prize for criminals then duryodhana will get undisputably the first prize that is the amount of adharma and uh, sins that he has created so what should be his punishment he has to be punished he should get capital punishment no doubt about it despite that see how arjuna is behaving see how much conflict has entered arjuna's mind 
he should have been a numero uno in being punished but arjuna has lost his mind he says by killing these sinners i will incur sin that is he has lost his sense of discrimination what is right what is wrong so as though he has given a list of elaborate arguments like a lawyer he states therefore because of all the reasons i have given to you krishna it is my final conclusion we should not fight we should not kill these people they are all swabandhavan swabandhavan means our own people our own kittankit so according to him he has two rules now in his mind there are two dharma shastras for him when our relation the law should not take its own course whereas when somebody else commits mistake then there should be a very strict law they should be punished arjuna is behaving like a lesser mortal completely lost with no sense of justice left in him right so arjuna here wants to escape from this unpleasant task of fighting his own relations he has completely disregarded dharma and what his duty is he is willing to sacrifice dharma for the sake of happiness and escape from this situation this is the context or the background in which the whole bhagavad gita will be uh, given by lord krishna and that's why it is so important to understand all these factors all these introduction phase in which the bhagavad gita is set up then only we will be able to appreciate it so even though arjuna is convinced that we should not fight bhagavad gita is very clear that dharma is prime there is nothing called relations all these are bodily the uh, attachments which we have created as far as the shastras are concerned dharma is paramount we'll see next week further from here hari om jai shri krishna